We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Pod. Patrick Gorton, episode 40. We really want to plant. Great episode. Had a great time discussing with Patrick about mental health, sobriety, male cheerleading, and uh, just his his work in the medical field, too, and his everyday life and his schedule. Hope you guys enjoy, and thank you to Patrick. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast. Episode 40 with Patrick over at We Live on a Plant on Anchor. And without further ado, I'm going to let Patrick introduce himself. Hey, thanks so much, Kevin, for having me on Anchor Nation. It's an honor. Yeah, it's, I'm happy. Let's, let's do this. All right, well, let's, let's get it done. So we're already fired up. So the first question is, uh, who told you about Anchor? Who told me about Anchor? Um, I wished I had some really great story that was going to be like, wow, really? Um, but <laughs> like right. maybe twice a week, I would go to the App Store. On, uh, I'm an Apple subscriber, and I would just see what's new because I'm a curious guy by nature. And so I'd be like, hey, what's new? So I saw this app named Anchor, read what it was, and uh, it was it sounded interesting. I've never done anything about broadcasting before, and I just said, hey, what's it about? And here I am today. That was October 29th, and I've been broadcasting every day since. That's awesome, man. It sounds like you kind of have more of one of these random stories and read to something, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, because like I said, it was nothing really like where anybody had told me about it. And uh, now I feel like I, I want to grab people and shake them and say, hey, do you know about this that's <laughs> out there? You know, I truly I'm really excited about uh, being on Anchor. It's it's a blast. Yep. And the future definitely is bright for Anchor as oh, well. Heck sure. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent, Kevin. Awesome. Man. No problem. So question number two, so this is a perfect uh, segue. What is the story behind the We Live on a Planet name on social media? Ah, good question. Um, and once again, geez, <laughs> I feel like your <laughs> listeners are going to be going, geez. But, you know, it happened organically, Kevin. Uh, we yeah. Live on a Planet is just something that I've always said to my friends and family. I just kind of years ago listening to, to Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, I really liked a lot of the things he said, and one of them was just about how we're star stuff. And we, you know, he's, you know, we're every once in a while to realize that we're on just a planet floating in, you know, through space. And so when I decided to make Anchor, once again, uh, my station, I didn't know anything about it. So I said, okay, what will be a name that I'm comfortable with? And it happened to be We Live on a Planet. And uh, I'd never, I'd never used a name before until Anchor. That's awesome. It kind of just kind of one day I was like, hey, we live on a planet. Not a problem. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's been totally organic. And I'm my station a lot with my listeners. And you know, too, because I listen to your station, um, the Kevin Touch station. And I, you and I interact. And I know that I myself like to think of our stations the as garden. a garden. Yeah, yeah. And that way it kind of happens organically. And so a lot of the station that happens with me is just really an organic process of really uh, what I, what I want to do is try to you know change my life. Yep, just like fruits and vegetables. It's all organic. I like it. Yeah. So question three, I know you. Uh, we've talked about this before, but what occupation has changed the way you view life now? Oh, my gosh. I have wore so many hats in my life, Kevin. Um, I am going to be 48 in uh, March. And so I've had a lot of jobs, and I've wore a lot of different hats. And 
I think that one of the ones that I think of right off the bat was um, when I was working in the medical field and I was what was called right. a service technician is what I was called. And a service technician was basically the grunt of a hospital. We did all the full chest compressions on full arrest. We assisted in all the autopsies. We did um, a lot of work in the OR. We helped uh, ambulatory patients after maybe hip surgeries or knee surgeries, basically the grunt of the hospital. And so that one really changed the way I viewed life because uh, you realize life's so precious and how short it can just be taken away from you at any moment. Anybody that's in the medical field can probably relate to what I'm saying there. No, and that's absolutely a great, great point. Life is so short and I guess you can kind of have to see which way and which way you can go. Sometimes you see patients walking in and you don't know the severity of the situation. You have to kind of react every second, which is important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So actually, and this is a good segue. So question four, what are some of your life changing moments you can recall just from your occupation that that one you just highlighted? Yeah. Service well, tech? Yeah. I had so many and that job was just a, a just a skim, skim off the milk of jobs that I've had in my life. But that one, in particular, a life-changing moment was for, um, uh, we'll just call him Bobby. All right, we'll name him Bobby. Bobby, yes. An anonymity here. And uh, he was an 11-year-old boy who was hit by a car, and uh, he died. And he died right underneath my arms as I was Thanks. giving him chest compressions. And so I had a lot of people that I did chest compressions on, and they usually, once we're in the hospital and we're doing chest compressions, a lot of times the person would make it back. But if they came in on an ambulance and the ambulance had already started chest compressions and now we were taking over, uh, usually not, it didn't usually, the outcome wasn't that good. And this poor young man um, was hit by a car and it was really a hard time. And I was a young guy. I was only, um, I was probably at the time 23 years old at the time when this happened to me. And it was just a life changing because I realized how precious and how life short, how short life is. Yeah, any second, any day, any minute, it can right, you can get right after you, and it come and bite you. It's crazy. Any, any moment, any moment, absolutely, exactly, exactly. So, question five, kind of shifting here a little bit. Uh, how was life like when you were not sober? So, kind of like now, like when you kind of made that decision, take us through when you were kind of in Drink. that weird, yeah, yeah, drinking and alcohol yeah. stage, and now you move on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started drinking at a very young age. Anybody that's ever tuned into uh, We Live on the Planet uh, knows this. And um, I started at a young age. And then how my life was when I was not sober was really hazy. You know, I would say that I was really in a fog. I really wasn't enjoying life. I um, I just, I, I was a happy drunk. I was never one of the real mean drunks or anything, but I I just wasn't my, I, I've never known myself until these years of sobriety that I've had under my belt now, I guess. No, foggy, uh, hazy. Yeah, no, yeah, kind of like you don't know where you were. So just a quick follow, was there anything, like one moment in particular where you're kind of like, oh, wow, I'm here, and you're just like, what do I do to, to like fix it? Was there anything like that? Well, it, it, what got me sober? Yeah, I think for me it was just, um, I, uh, I just chose myself. I had to do it myself. I had to just come to the realization that re the recovery must come from me, you know, right, right. I have to do it myself and I can't do it for anybody else. And I don't really quite know what it was, Kevin. I think it was just me saying enough is enough, enough of, you know, I was, I was starting to get deep. I was like 30 pack, uh, you know, drinking over 30 beers a day 
you know, no problem. And uh, just, I said, this was enough. I, I just didn't want to do it. And uh, so, yeah, here it is two years and like, I don't know, four months maybe and some change. And that's, that's exactly the perfect segment. First of all, I got to applaud you for, Thank uh, you. Thank yeah, you. For, for making that decision. A lot of people, they can't. It's like trying to quit anything, not just alcohol or cigarettes. It's anything. And yeah. you try to quit a bad habit. It's not easy. No, know, so. no, it's not. It's not any, any type of thing that becomes a, an ism, I guess, or whatever yeah. thing that you believe is what it is that you're supposed to do or whatnot, or a core belief. And now what I'm trying to do is just change my core beliefs. Exactly. And just all the beliefs of your belief system and your moral rights for yep. sure. So question six, and how has life changed since you're now so for two years and almost two and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you this. I used to wake up pissed off to be alive. And now when I wake <laughs> up clean and sober, I'm grateful that I'm able to see another day sober. You know, to be honest, that's really my life's just really changed that because I live every day, just day by day and one day at a time. That old uh, cliche that everybody either you love it or you hate it or you can really relate to it. And that's how I'm living. That's a great that's a great point. So kind of with the the transition phase, you kind of realize that life is more gracious and more grateful every day rather than when you're kind of in that loop of alcoholic stage where you're kind of like, oh, whatever. But now you're more grateful, and especially, I'm sure, as you get older. You appreciate even more for sure. Oh, absolutely. And and the older I get, um, time goes faster and faster as well. You know, I remember when I was a child and since the holidays were just here, it seemed like it would take forever for the holidays to come. And now as you know, as I'm aging and my, my time is going quicker and I'm at that middle age point of my life, it, it's speeding up faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah. It only, it only gets, it only gets quicker. That's true. As, as you age, good point. So question seven, how is your support system different from back then when you were kind of in that more alcoholic stage and you weren't finding yourself from now doing these, uh, just these times now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that to be honest, well, of course I'd be, I'm going to be honest. That's the way I want to be you know, how I've been. Um, I don't know why people say that. Why do people, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I would say that my family has always been supportive of me. And right. so I'm lucky that I've had, um, that support system they were always, that's tough because now I see what they really, um, they're supportive in the sense of going, wow, you know, we really see the the change in you. But I wasn't so disruptive to the point of I was having interventions done. I was disruptive in my life because I knew I needed to change. But my support system, I've been very fortunate to have a very loving wife. My daughters are grown. You know, I have a 31-year-old stepdaughter and my um daughter abby is 22 so i'm very fortunate uh in my father and mother and my you know so i've been lucky in that i've been others have not been so i on that i'm just yeah i don't really have more to say but just luck i guess yeah so that's understandable you know i think sometimes when you're when you're put in these situations you become more grateful you become more happy about the opportunity to see your children grow or your or your uh your family just be supportive and it makes the world go around absolutely yeah yeah I think so. Agree. So question eight, how, how has your story inspired others around you and your community? I know you live in a very interesting community, a very small town. Yeah, I do. Uh, my story really, uh, I've been keeping it real close to my, my chest. So I haven't really, Anchor's the first time I've really been opened up about it. Right. Other than when I was in rehab uh, in Southern California over two years ago, I was very open about it there. Uh, but here, I've when I first got home, I went to some AA meetings and I tried to do all that, but I just really wasn't feeling 
the vibe and I stopped. And so now I'm just right now there's some alcoholics out there that are in AA and they're cringing as they're hearing me say this because they're saying, well, you're, you're sabotaging yourself, but I'm not for me because that wasn't working. And what's working for me is this to be doing what I am right now with you with anchor and using anchor every day has been my outlet. And I feel like that I'm hoping is going to inspire this community. And I know that right now, my family, my inner family, when I did the interviews with them, they were inspired by me because they said they saw a different part of me. You know, life is way too short to spend another day at war with myself. And so I just kind of want to not be at war and try to live at some peace. So I'm hoping to inspire somebody every day by just inspiring myself to live. <laughs> That's a good point. Now, now, AA, you mean Alcoholics Anonymous? Is that what you mean? By yeah, AA? when I was in AA and uh, I would go to the meetings and, and part of, when I was in recovery uh, and rehab, that was part of the, you know, being in rehab for three months. You're going to go to AA meetings, you know, two times a day and every day for seven days a week. And, you know, that was basically your job of what you're doing and put the time in. And when I got home, I was able to still go to AA meetings and Alcoholic Anonymous. And if people are out there and if you are struggling, you can find AA and it will work for you because it did work for me. It absolutely did. Um, I really got a lot out of it. And I don't know, it's nothing about my home groups here in my hometown, but I just drifted away from it myself but I read the book and it's a book. The AA book is really something that even if you're not struggling with alcohol is a good read because it's a lot of life lessons in that book anyways. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, it, it touches more areas, not just, you know, one certain alcoholic probably could be, I'm sure life lessons, depression even, or something with that. Long, absolutely. Long, yeah. It's always good to broaden horizons. Anyways, Kevin, it's always good. I, you know, always thought to have an open mind when I was growing up, my father would always be the type of guy that said, you got to at least try it once. Cause I grew up, right. with, you know, squirrel, rabbit, duck, goose, turtle, you name it, deer, we ate it, you name it, we ate it. And, uh, we had to try it once at least. Yeah. Once to kind of get your taste buds and be open-minded for other things rather than just kind of stay at the same course. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So now question nine, this is a great question is what is one thing you would say to those who are suffering from any of your problems you went through just to, you know, yeah. per- persist. Okay. Yeah. Good question, Kevin. Thank you. Um, I would say for one, everybody's recovery is going to be different. I right. really feel that. But for me, I think that your recovery must come first so that everything else that you love in life doesn't have to come last. Exactly. Whatever you put out there into the world, you got to make sure you're right with it. You're okay with it because yeah. then if others see it in a good light, they, you got to be happy knowing you're going to impact some people, not just your family, but the whole universe in general. It's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there, now just a quick follow. Is there anything you would like, anything like personal experience you went through to like, just to kind of elaborate anything you personally oh, did? Gosh. Yeah. I, uh, it, it, for, um, for my recovery of what I've went through or some of my things that has inspired me. Yeah, like what are some things like that got you over the hump, like during the recovery process that motivated you to keep keep fighting the good fight? To just to just believe in myself, I guess. I just I had never I've never lived sober, and I really wanted, you know. I I guess like I learned from my father, try right. something once. You know, I kept doing the same thing, same thing, Kevin. And right now, I am more than grateful and thankful every day that I made this this decision it's a constant constant effort and consciously i have to make this too and you never have never underestimate a recovering addict because 
I'll, we'll fight for every life, you know, every, every minute we have <laughs> right, yeah, and that's every right. day in ways that most people will never understand. You know what I mean? And I truly mean that. And that's not only just with alcohol, um, recovery or anything that people even that are suffering from mental health, um, problems, you know, because I, myself, I, I was diagnosed with bipolar over, geez, over th- almost 30 years ago. And wow. so never underestimate that either of somebody that might be struggling from some mental issues that people automatically want to categorize them or label them or whatnot. And here's something that I've been dealing with for over 30 years, which probably led to my heavy alcoholism, my drinking, because I was trying to hide or or not hide, but mask everything that was going on in my life. And so now with a clean, un no toxic chemicals in my brains and my body that I'm able to now really start feeling these real feelings and emotions and deal with uh, life at a different level. Yeah. And be more open with not just you, but your entire support system for sure. I never, I never even would have mentioned what I just said to you. I I never want anybody to know that I was bipolar because I was embarrassed by that. And uh, now I'm, I'm not embarrassed because I want people to know that it's nothing to be embarrassed about, you know, and it's nothing to be, my story is, uh, one to I feel proud of that I can overcome what I came through in my almost 50 years of living. Absolutely. And it could inspire someone, you know, when this definitely gets published today, Hey, I can overcome it too, for sure. You can, anybody can start, you know, you can start at any moment and don't ever give up on yourself. And I mean that, and don't ever think that you can't do it because you can do anything. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain things within limits, you know what I mean? If, if you're, there's just certain things, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you set set your limits and set your boundaries, but if you feel like you got to do something, you can put your mind to it, and you can see the end end vision of I got this, and you can go for it. Absolutely, Absolutely. cool, Kevin. So, question ten, Pat, is that what is your goals in the next five years? Whether it be your personally uh, development, your work, or just your anchor station? Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, another great question, Kevin. You have the greatest (laughs) questions. You really do. You know, I really like. I like being on this show and I'm honored. And so, yeah, great questions. Um, I would say um, my personal goal, and you're welcome, my personal goal in the next um, five years, first of all, I'm going to live every day just for today. That's really how I live. Now, to have goals and all those things obviously is a good idea, but I really don't have any major plans into the future because I don't know what the future will bring. But for me, personally, what I would like to see happen, I would love to have We Live on a Planet grab some legs, grow some legs and become one of those staple stations that everybody knows. Everybody is heard of and everybody goes to. I don't want to be famous, but I want to inspire people. And I want that station to where they say, when I tune in, there's a friendly voice. There's somebody that's honest. And there's somebody that uh, I would tune into again. And that's what my hopes and dreams would be is to keep continuing to strive to get better every day is a broadcaster. You know, in, in broadcasting and use this anchor app to do that and also better myself uh, by learning to practice my thought process. Yeah, and be and be real with yourself and the others will see that around you and they'll be they'll levitate towards you. Which Absolutely. Is great. You can never be wrong as long as you're being yourself. And that's I've never, ever felt myself all these years because I was always uh, intoxicated. And so now that I am sober, like I said, never underestimate a recovering addict because we'll fight for our lives every day in ways most people will never understand. And I'm ready to fight for my life and I'm ready to make an impact on this world instead of just standing by and watching it go by. Right. I want to be right. Right. Especially since you had that adversity, you have more 
more value considering if you like don't have the very kind of skim through life because you have the adversity. Yeah. You can, you can you know overcome certain things that other people can't for sure. You said, you know, you nailed that right on the head. I said that to my oldest daughter the other day and, and my youngest, I was talking to them and I said, you know, I've been through an awful lot, but I'm really glad and fortunate as a father that I have because it allows me to give my children good advice. <laughs> exactly. Kind of like a counselor. You're kind of like your own counselor. It's great. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. No problem. Man. All right. So our final question or bonus question is, what is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? It could also be a fun fact. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would love to share this one. This one's I. The only people that would know, the Anchor Nation wouldn't know this, but my um, high school buddies know this, and some of my college buddies know this, that I was a cheerleader in high school. And it was probably one of the best gigs I ever had, because after um, becoming a cheerleader, I ended up working for a that was a cheerleading company, and I got to travel all across the country and teach camps. And I was in high school, and I was teaching high school camps. And so it was just girls abundant, and so I was right in my glory, and it was the best best days of my life my 15 minutes of fame for sure <laughs> there you go guys anyone can be a cheerleader that's the message oh, but, uh, i loved it yeah you're right buddy absolutely but uh, that was a great interview plan i want to say thank you so much for coming on the show appreciate your time but before we go I'd like to dm your social media oh i i don't really have any i'll um i have my little instagram account um it's uh merc 370 and then, uh, and then we live on a planet on anchor. Yeah, <laughs> my, we live on a planet on anchor. Yeah, but I, oh, I thought you asked if I had a like a um, social media account. No, yeah, my Instagram. But yeah, we live on a planet. You know, please, I hope uh, your listeners come on and check me out and um, at least give me a give me a give me a try. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think after this interview, I'm sure they'll be, oh, this we live on a planet. He's got some interesting t- uh, talks and takes, and let's give him a try. So message here people is definitely uh give them a try but more importantly to say thank you to we live on a plant patrick for coming to the show appreciate everybody out there in anchorland for showing up and giving me the undivided attention as always thanks again and have a great day hi anchor nation this is kevin touch of anchor nation community radio and i'd like to say thank you for listening to the anchor nation podcast if you'd like to book an interview or dm me on instagram Follow me at The Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under The Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.